Hello everyone. I am so excited because today I have someone super special that I am going to be interviewing. So this is Che. He is a health and wellness copywriter and also a professional athlete. So he recently joined my course, Freelance Writing Freedom, and I am so excited to be kind of catching up with him. So welcome Che. If you want to do a little introduction and kind of, you know, just share what you've been working on and kind of just a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks for having me. Um, let's see. So what have I been up to? I'm, I've been focusing mostly on growing uh, my business since there's a lot of stuff that's been shut down just because of um, the state of how things are at the moment. So I've decided to spend the time trying to learn as much as I can um, at, while also, you know, trying to implement what I've been learning. So um, most of that would have been in my copywriting business um, and, you know, getting clear on what kind of clients I want, um, what kind of projects I want to be working on, um, how do I leverage strengths from my past. So, for example, I worked, um, I worked in accounting and finance for a year uh, before I quit and then ultimately ended up in copywriting. But, um, but so, like, I've... I ended up with some knowledge there that I could use um, as a freelance copywriter. And we can get more into that in a second. But um, yeah, that's pretty much been what I've been working on. And so far, so good. I've been pretty lucky. Um, steady stream of clients. Um, your course was really helpful about that. Um, that was the part of my copywriting business that I would say I struggled the most with. So all in all, things are pretty good right now. Yay, I am so excited to hear that. So, you know, with everything going on, how are you finding the transition? You know, a lot of people are struggling right now, a lot of businesses. So do you think this is something that's kind of, you know, are you finding it, it is a struggle or is this something that you're kind of just getting through? Hmm. Um, so let's see. Yeah, that's a, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, so yeah, like state of, the world and all that. I've, I've definitely got some friends who are struggling a little bit. And to be honest, I'm doing much better than I expected. So my, my freelance business has grown a lot um, during, um, during COVID. And so like, uh, where most people, or a lot of people, I should say, like in my network and stuff, like they're losing jobs or they're forced to work from home or like they're losing out on benefits or something like that if it's a big company. Um, I've been really lucky where I have not had to worry about that. And I've had clients come in, like, just through word of mouth, even. Um, and they're like, you know, we've, we've heard about you, like, we want to work with you. And, you know, and so like, I've, there's a group of people who seem to be doing pretty well through all of this. And there's definitely some people who, um, who are struggling a little bit too. And, you know, and with the way everything's kind of going right now, I've been mindful of being generous and like trying to be, um, trying to have a lot of empathy for, for, um, for those people. And, and, you know, an example of this would be, I've got, <clears throat> I've got a close friend. He lives on my street and every now and then he has to ask me for money, like probably a couple times a week. Like he doesn't want to ask for too much at once, but mm -hmm. I know he's really struggling right now. And so like, I, I haven't been, um, like, I haven't been worried about, you know, when he's going to return the money. Like, 
and there was another case, one of his friends, um, mutual friend and stuff, like I actually know this guy. And he was asking around Instagram for like, you know, he's got a, he's got an expensive camera and, um, and he was trying to sell it. And so my, one of my friends was asking him like, why, why are you trying to sell that? You really like that camera. And we found out that he had to sell that camera um, so that he could get money to pay for his daughter's school education. And I was like, Ooh, like that is a really difficult position to be in. Um, and so, you know, it was kind of like a community effort, but what ended up happening was um, we, we pulled together some money and then um, made sure that his, his daughter's like tuition fees and education and stuff like that was, um, was accounted for. So like, it's, it's a mix of, you know, really uh, running with the momentum that I've gotten with my business while at the same time being like, okay, like not everyone's in this position and I should not make it like a productivity contest, you know? So like, mm -hmm. so there's, there's empathy, but there's also productivity and it's, it's a little bit um, tricky trying to balance both things, but uh, that seems to be, that seems to be like how things are for at least the foreseeable future. Wow. Hearing all of that, you know, it's just, like the fact that we have, we can kind of use our copywriting, not just for ourselves, but also to benefit the community around us, which is so, so incredible. And I'm so, you know, I've always been super kind of, I've looked up to you in that sense that you are so giving. And I just, I admire that so much about you. And I'm so glad that, you know, I know someone like you in my community. So yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. So, you know, for someone that might be listening and they don't know if they want to get started with copywriting, you know, based on your experience, how did you get started? And is mm. this something that you are, you know, grateful that you did? Or is this something that you kind of, I don't know, what are your thoughts? Ooh, yeah. So um, a little bit of backstory. I, so I didn't mention like I worked in accounting and finance for about a year in New York City. Uh, long story short, um, that wasn't really for me. Like, you know, I I enjoyed the work while I was there, but I ended up um, leaving and then and then trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. Because I had goals, you know, as a professional athlete. And, and so I knew that if I had worked full-time um, in that, I wouldn't be able to pursue my dreams like, in that sense. And so I needed to find something that was flexible enough but also something that i would enjoy enough to do long term um so i actually did not fall into copywriting in the first um like in the first place so i think after i left my job in accounting um, i took three months um, to travel south america but it wasn't really too much travel i was just in the same city um, where i met like what to this day one of my closest friends and and, you know, like we just had a lot of deep conversations about like about what I wanted for my future and like what, you know, like whether it was OK to take a little risk, I guess, like in hindsight, it really wasn't that risky. Um, but, you know, at the time it was like, you know, as a 24 year old. No, I was 23 years old at the time. So like I had just graduated from university. Um, and so after I left that job, like my family was pretty worried. 
um, in the beginning. And so telling them that I was going to start my own online business, um, you know, you can imagine that, <laughs> that there was a little bit of pushback uh, from that. And so, um, but you know, eventually like I decided to take that leap of faith um, and I worked, I worked, I helped one of my friends on his startup for about a little bit less than a year, I would say. And through that was when I found copywriting. So, um, so my approach going into working on that startup was I'm going to try to pick up some skills and learn as much as I can and eventually find the stuff that would pay off for me. Like if, you know, when I would want to start my own online business and, um, and you know, a lot of it was in digital marketing. So I really like that. Um, and, and then one, you know, one, one part of digital marketing was copywriting. And that part always fascinated me because I had heard about it before. Um, and it seemed to be this elusive thing for a lot of businesses. Um, like copywriting is not this well-known thing and some people are kind of intimidated by it without knowing um, what it is. And so I was, you know, like that, that didn't really intimidate me. That kind of got me really curious. Um, and so I looked into it a lot and then, and then fast forward a couple of months, I got to the point where, you know, I, I paid for my first copywriting course. Um, and then after that, I realized that, like, there, there was definitely some stuff to learn in the beginning. But once I learned it, um, I really enjoyed it. You know, there's, there's a lot of aspects to copywriting. Like, well, there's the mechanics of actually writing. Um, but then there's also, there's a lot of empathy involved. Like, you've got to do research. And then you've got to be creative at the same time. And so it's, it's this really interesting mix of like qualities and skill sets that you kind of have to um, integrate together um, to be able to do copywriting. And that fit in really well with my personality because I have, you know, I've, I'm one of those people that gets curious about everything and like really enjoys everything. And so um, copywriting ended up being a really good fit. Um, you know, and at some point I was like, I'm just going to try to get paid, um, by doing copywriting. So I looked up a gig on Upwork, you know, it was an about page for like a hundred dollars, which I was like, okay, why not? Good starting point. Um, so I got that gig, uh, finished it within a few days, a very quick turnaround time and then, um, got paid for it. And then we're, right then I think I realized that okay there's there's a future in this and I can um I can kind of start my like I guess career as a freelancer slash eventually an entrepreneur um and having copywriting as something that I know how to do personally is only going to pay off for me like if I do decide to start like doing online products and stuff like that in the future um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I came into copywriting and all of that probably, um, I, I, I got my first copywriting gig about a year and a half ago. And then that's about how long I've been doing copywriting for. That's incredible. And you know, something that I can, so many people can relate to is copywriting is something that kind of just falls into our laps. It's not something that we're looking for which is so interesting. Like, I don't even know what it was or that it existed or it 
pays, you know? Right, right. Like, no one knows what it is. Like, everyone around <laughs> me, they're like, what do you do? Yeah, and, and like... Know, the the uh, words on the ad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's really hard to explain what copywriting is. So, like, for... For people who don't get it, like around here, I just tell them, oh, I run a marketing company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like that, that's usually, that, that'll usually do it. Because um, like sometimes I do consulting gigs too, but, um, but that's beside the point. So like with, I, I remember having a conversation with my mom and she was like, because, you know, she, she did tell me when I was younger that like I could, um, you know, like I, I enjoyed writing enough that I could do it as a career. And she was like, yeah, you should have done like, you should have taken more writing courses like in high school. I was like, they don't teach copywriting yes. in high school. They don't teach it in college. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's a very, very like elusive thing. And I, I think like I was listening to a podcast, like one of the most successful um, copywriters currently, uh, Kim Krause Schwalm, I think. And she's, she does work in health and finance too, uh, for copywriting. And like, and she said when she started, um, like the agency that she worked for had to teach her the copywriting. And that's how people learned it like 20 years ago or t- even 10 years ago where like there wasn't enough stuff online to learn it um, outside of a company. Like everything had to be trained in house. Incredible. It's like ads have been going on for centuries like we have always been selling and you know I don't know if this is taught in marketing maybe it is I don't know like do you think it's because I never took any marketing classes in college Hmm. um so I I did take a few and copywriting never like was never something that was offered in the curriculum yeah that's that's interesting I wonder I don't know if it's like something that yeah like why aren't we like everything is sales if you think about it you know if you know how to sell something even especially with their words like you can literally in my opinion do anything like if you know how to use your words you can literally sell anything right and like to that point i had um part of why like this is really unexpected but part of why the accounting department like all the accounting majors were in a really good spot at my college was because the um, the professor at the time, I think she's retired now, but she taught like little bits and pieces of copywriting, basically like email copywriting, you know, for the purposes of like getting an interview. Like she was really, really into like, okay, you need to learn how to write this like professionally. You need to know how to respond. Like, and we would get graded in accounting class on like how well we wrote emails and like how well no we way yeah and and like so and so like the the crazy thing about this was you know i i took that part to like i probably paid more attention to that part than i did <laughs> for like the accounting um and and so what happened was you know i, I like i followed everything that she said um like I didn't do too well on the accounting exams. Like my brain just doesn't work that way naturally. Um, eventually I did fine, but like, but the, so like there's, um, there's like the big four accounting firms, like four, there are four accounting firms that are like the biggest in the world, so to speak. And, um, and because of those skills, like I got a first round interview with every single one, which is very rare. Um, and then what happened next was after the first round interview, they end up with either a second interview or a final interview. And for those, 
um, for those firms, I ended up with three um, final interviews. And in fact, um, one of them actually flew me from the East Coast to the West Coast, put me up in a hotel so I could have an interview with them for the final round, which was like crazy. Um, and so this was mostly copywriting uh, for email and like obviously interview skills too. So it's like understanding, you know, business from their perspective. So like that was really, really big. And I wasn't the only success story either. Like I would say about one third or maybe like one half of the graduating class got into like got work for a big four accounting firm and like, and the acceptance rate otherwise is like 5%. Like it's harder to, it's harder to get a job at one of these firms than it is to like get into an Ivy league university like Harvard or something like the acceptance wow. rate is lower. Yeah. Just because so she it, taught, taught copywriting. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy, but she was like, she was definitely ahead of her time. Like mm -hmm. she should have gotten so many more awards um, than she did. That is incredible. And one other thing I want to kind of, you know, talk about is, you know, you being a professional athlete, that is a whole full-time job in my opinion like that is a whole full-time job so how do you balance the two how do you find the time to you know run your copywriting business but also you know be a full-time athlete mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's really tricky um trying to run like what's basically two the equivalent of two full-time jobs and they're both things that are like, you know, they're not just like, okay, you can clock in and then like there's your 40 hour work week and then you just forget about it. Like these are things where um, there's no set deadline or time limit, you know, like you can, like you can stop working whenever you want. And that's kind of a blessing and a, you know, and a curse at the same time. Um, and so, so for me, like truthfully, it's been very difficult. Um, and part of what I've been figuring out lately was like um, last year in particular, I kind of had this realization that, you know, when I would pick, like, let's say when I had a competition coming up for wrestling, um, like the, I would really have to um, put my copywriting business, like not necessarily on hold, but like I would definitely get significantly less productive. But then eventually I realized it was a mindset thing too. So, um, so it's not that like, I just got into the mindset of treating like one thing as, you know, a full-time job sort of, and the other thing as a hobby. And I was like, I can't do this anymore if mm -hmm. I like, if I don't get my mind straight. And so eventually I, I accepted the mindset that like, these are two full-time jobs that I'm trying to balance. And it's going to be difficult sometimes, but it's, you know, ultimately it's very rewarding. Um, so, so the balance is tricky, um, but there's like a lot of encouragement does help. So like my coaches all understand that, you know, I've got, um, that I've got like a copywriting business and stuff like that. So whenever things are slow or like whenever I can't make it to a training session, then I'll try to make it up at another time. So like aside with the exception of COVID, um, I've, I've been really good about um, training two times per day still, which is like standard uh, for a professional athlete. So like if you look at it that way, you can still train twice a day and still, um, and still manage business outside of it. So it's, it's difficult, but you know, you, 
like you get to the point where you just have to get even better at prioritizing like and then even better and then even better like as things get more busy um so so yeah like that's kind of how i've been approaching that yeah so just like prioritizing is that like kind of your biggest tip or do you have any other tips that you can share with someone Mm -hmm. who has maybe a full-time job but they also want to do copywriting so how do they kind of balance the two Mm, right so definitely prioritizing um and then there's i i would say there is um there's a self-awareness that comes with it and so it's so like the the mindset for it would be um, a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm good at time management or, Oh, I'm not good at time management. And then for me, it was realizing like there's levels to this, um, you know? And so, and so you might think you're good at time management, but maybe there's like one or two levels ahead that you can jump up into. If you figure out how to be even better at like prioritizing or figuring things out. And so for me, it wasn't like, you know, it, it wasn't productive for me to think about myself as like, why, like, why do my time management skills suck? Like they don't necessarily suck. It's just that both of these commitments now have like more stuff for me to do. And so it becomes like, like, okay, if I've got more stuff on my plate, then my managerial skills are the thing that needs improving. And so like looking at it that way has helped a lot where it's like, okay, like I've gotten enough things in my business where, now I've got to also work on my managerial skills. So then it becomes like a, another skill that you have to pay attention to. Um, but, you know, like starting out, it's a lot of it's just believing that you can do it too. Um, it's, it's figuring out that like, okay, this is something that I want. This is something that, yeah, like it's going to be busy. And, and every now and then you're going to have to make some sacrifices. But imagine the freedom you get and like the control you have over your own life several years down the line. And whenever I think about it that way, like it's, it's always worth it. Yes. And you know, like you said, there's level to levels to this and that's how it should be. You know, you should constantly. Um, and the great thing about copywriting is you are always growing. It's not something mm-hmm. that just has a ceiling where you are lost in creative creativity you are just stuck there are levels and that's what makes it so much fun because you know you are an entrepreneur and there can be so many things that are thrown your way every single day but that's kind of what makes it exciting um but of course there is that level of uncertainty like will i get enough clients will i you know reach my income goal for the next month but it definitely is something that is super super rewarding and you know like you said the freedom i want to hear a little bit about that because you know my course is called freelance writing freedom and i am all about you know real freedom real finding like you know, a balance in your life where you are working on the things that you actually want to be while having the time to do things that you love. So I want to hear a little bit about, you know, what you think and how copywriting is kind of that freedom for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, um, I would say I've had this goal for a while to, you know, compete for the Thai national team and stuff. Like after I graduated college in 2016 like I always knew I wanted to pursue this and so I I knew at some point like I was gonna have to find freedom away from 
you know, a typical full-time job um, where like I can set my own hours if I need to. And, and so um, freelance copywriting uh, played into that really, really well. Um, as for other kinds of freedom, like there are other ways to, to look at it too. So for me, in my particular case, it's like, it's the freedom to like, you know, if I want to go out and buy breakfast um, instead of, you know, eating something um, a little bit cheaper or like making something myself, then I have the freedom to do that. And, or like, or, you know, if I want to go to a nice restaurant every now and then, then, you know, and not feel guilty about it. That's the other thing. Right. And so like, and so I'm able to do that. Or for me, it's like freedom to help other people too. So like people who are struggling, like I, like I wouldn't, I'm not actually great at buying gifts for people, but I do like taking people out to eat, like my friends and stuff like that, where I know that they're struggling right now. And I'm like, don't relax. Like I've, I've got the chip. Like we can, you know, we can just enjoy this meal and you don't have to worry about a thing. So that feeling is amazing. Um, especially since I've, I've been on the receiving end of that for so many years. Like my, I was like, I wasn't, you know, like completely in poverty, uh, my like teenage years, but it definitely got to the point where like, I was, I was not used to, you know, a very like lavish, luxurious uh, lifestyle. And so being able to be on the other side of it now and being able to support people now where I can, it's been incredible. Um, and so I think that's where a lot of my freedom comes from. And obviously I get to work from wherever I want. So there's another, there's another freedom um, that comes with that where, you know, I live in, on an island basically um, in a really, really sought after um, travel destination. And a lot of people would like, would kill to mm. be in that same position. And so, um, and so it's, it's definitely not something to take for granted. You know, one of my favorite quotes, I forgot where I heard this, but it was like, when good people make good money, good things happen in the world. Ooh, I like isn't that. that? Isn't that awesome? Isn't that yeah. incredible? I'm actually, I love that. <laughs> I'm going to turn that into like a quote on my page, but I just want to like make sure I credit it because I don't know who said it or where I got uh, it from. So once mm -hmm. I find that out, I definitely will. But it's so true, you know, when like money is not a bad thing. It's like if we can find a way to make enough so that we can help others and kind of fulfill those um, areas of our lives, it's, there's just a bigger, bigger purpose to the, all of this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like money is a vehicle, right? And like some people, yeah, like there are some people who are going to use it as status and stuff like that. Like it depends on your value system, I guess. But like, um, but you know, some people really find some, in my opinion, like really, really meaningful ways to, um, to make people's lives better with money. And so that's a very like empowering thought too. Yes, I love that. So, you know, when you first got started with copywriting, um, you kind of did touch on this a little bit, but when did you know that it was something that you wanted to do? Like what made you realize that copywriting is right for you? Mm. Um, so I think it was a mix of things like circumstantially it, it seemed to just make a lot of sense. Um, 
where like, okay, you know, it, it takes all the boxes where like I can work from anywhere. I can kind of set my own hours. Like in the beginning, that's a little bit harder to say, but obviously like, you know, as you progress, um, you, you kind of have a little bit more, uh, more leverage uh, with it. Now, the other stuff too was that I would like, you know, I would consistently be told like through, you know, my Instagram captions or whatever that, um, that I was, you know, people really like the way I write things or like, and usually that's, that was a bit more like nonfiction, like not necessarily trying to sell anything, but, um, but it was, it was like, it got clear to me at some point that, um, I wouldn't say I was like naturally gifted at writing, but I definitely was able to pick it up uh, like a little bit faster. Like I had my, I had my like writing voice, you know, that, that saying um, before I graduated university. So like, and part of that was, I think since it was such a small university, um, all the professors were okay with like, you know, giving more papers, uh, which is a good and a bad thing. But the good thing was that, like, you know, it really teaches you to write and, like, get your thoughts together. And if you understood how to do that, then you could, you could by and large, get pretty good grades um, in, in those classes. And so, like, and so my writing was fine. Like, I was, you know, I was pretty good at organizing my thoughts into, like, an article or a blog post or a term paper something like that and so like those things got put together and then with copywriting it was like oh i can make money off of this thing mm-hmm. and it's not like it's not necessarily like you know writing a fiction novel or something like that and then going to the publisher and then like let's say spending a year writing a book getting a book advance and then maybe that book doesn't take off until um i don't know like a year or two after that like with copywriting it's like okay you get a project uh, maybe it's a blog post, maybe it's like some website copy. Um, and you can get paid as early as like, as soon as that's done, you get some form of payment. And that's pretty powerful. Like the turnaround time was was practical enough to be able to build like a sustainable business um, off of it, for most people, I would say. Yeah. And even for me, that's so relatable. You know, I didn't, I didn't realize that I had this skill inside me until I got that first client. And that was kind of Mm -hmm. out of luck. And I'm probably going to do another podcast, you know, kind of sharing my story and how I got into copywriting. But Mm -hmm. for me, it was, I made an account on Fiverr and like three months after I get a message that someone wants an article from me, a blog post. Yeah. That's how I got started. I just made an account because I was like, Hey, what is this? I put up a gig, um, nothing serious. And then three months later, someone wanted to pay me and I'm like, Mm. wow, like this is actually an opportunity to make some money here. And then I got off fiber like as soon as I could, because you know, there's a lot of, yeah, same with me and Upwork. I was like, all right, like I'm, I'm, I should figure out how to find clients outside of Upwork because otherwise I'm going to get stuck to being paid the same amount. Yeah, yes, perfect. And also I was so excited to see you joining um, Freelance Writing Freedom. So mm-hmm. I want to hear your kind of thoughts about that and how it's helped you and just, you know, how your experience has been going through the course. It's been great. So like, I love that it starts with mindset because that definitely, um, 
Like, I think a lot of people still don't quite realize what's possible. And if they don't realize it, um, that's the difficult thing too, because if they don't realize it, they're, the community around them probably does not realize it either. And so they have to be that one, um, like that one person or that, like that one per, yeah, that one idea basically to kind of think in the opposite direction almost. So for example, um, like a lot of people in my family, like most of my relatives were like, oh, you can't make money online. I was like, and you know, like there's, <laughs> I didn't like argue, argue with them because, you know, Asian parents, but yeah. in my head I was like, <laughs> like you watch, I am going to make money online. Like it's, you know, it's 2018. Like, of course I can make money online. Um, but obviously I have to prove it. Um, yeah. So eventually, yeah. so eventually I did prove it, but, um, but it did take some time and a good amount of criticism uh, <laughs> that I just kind of, I just had to get thick skin. Um, so, so that's, that was a really great module uh, to start with. And then I like how it gets like really practical too after that, where, okay, here's how you figure out the mechanics of how to write copy. Um, with the understanding that like, you know, you're not going to be able to teach everything about copywriting. Like it's massive. It's a massive subject. Um, and so starting people off on the right foot there uh, was great. Uh, for me, what helped me the most was the, like how to pitch clients, how to send um, cold emails and stuff like that. Cause that part in particular, like I found that I was pretty good at getting like guest posts um, for like some topic that I used to blog about, like outside of <laughs> copywriting. So I was like, okay, like I've, I've done this before, but you know, for me to apply to copywriting, like that was something I wasn't used to yet. And so that, that helped me put a lot of things together and then making me also realize how easy it was or how simple it could be to put like a functional portfolio out. That was another thing that, um, that helped me a lot where I was like, oh yeah, I can just do it like Nav's way, like through freelance writing freedom, like the way they teach it. And it's like, oh, that was way more simple <laughs> than, than I thought. And so um, those things in particular really, really helped me. Yay, I'm so glad to hear that. And also as you were talking, um, you, I came up with such an incredible idea. You know what we need to do? We need to create a podcast on helping others to navigate the change, especially when you do have, you know, when you're in those kind of Asian cultures and the mindset between our parents, it's, it's different. It's different. It is. Yeah. And, you know, when they realize that we're not doing something that's in their eyes, you know, normal, um, mm -hmm. which is kind of traditional for us. So we, that's something we definitely have to talk about. Yeah. And like one of the most on that topic, um, one of the most, terrifying things that I've had to do in my life. Like, and this sounds kind of funny um, because like, you know, like I've, I was so used to um, like following what my mom had to say, like without question. Um, and so like eventually just the thought of having to go against what she wanted or go against like what she was hoping, even just like thinking for me was like, like it would make my heart rate just spike. Like I, you know, obviously I, you know, I've got a lot of love for my mom and like, and, but eventually like I kind of realized that 
she wants what she thinks is best for me, not what I think is best for me. And, and, and her way involves taking a lot less risk, but there's also a lot less freedom involved. And she didn't even, she didn't even um, realize at the time that I wanted to keep, you know, pursuing like combat sports and ended up ending up like being a professional athlete in that area. And so like, I actually did not tell her that at all until my copywriting business was finally like, okay, like now I'm in a good place. And then, oh, look at that. I got invited to, you know, train at like one of the largest um, like fight camps in the world. So I'm moving to Southern Thailand. And then, you know, it became this thing where like, okay, finally she kind of gets it. But man, that was a process. And like, I remember that was the big thing I had to, that was the big like mental hump that I had to get myself over uh, while I was in South America. Like it was just a lot of mental prep knowing that like, I don't know how my family is going to respond to this. And so this sounds like really, really silly in hindsight, but, um, but you know, like you do hear stories about like how people get disowned or like kicked out of their houses and stuff like for, um, for not following like what their parents like want for them, um, especially in like Asian countries and stuff like that. And so in my head, like foolishly enough, I was, I prepped like to be homeless, you know, like it was, it, it was kind of this like fear setting um, exercise that was like, okay, what's the worst that could happen? So worst that could happen was I would get kicked out of my house all right, so I got to figure out a place to sleep, got to figure out a place to take a shower, probably somewhere that I can work and has like Wi-Fi and stuff. So I can like, you know, so I got, I ended up getting really practical about like, like being homeless and like not having a place to live. Um, like it did not get to that point, but you know, like I had to mentally get myself to be okay with that. Um, and so like, it was this big, big undertaking at the time. And it like, it was very stressful. Wow. So you just decided one day to pack up your things and kind of move to Thailand or was it your whole family or mm. was it just you? So it was, so most of my family was already, um, they already live in Thailand. Like I've got an older brother in the U S um, he's still finishing up. Well, he just finished up uh, medical school this year. He's still got like two years of residency and stuff like that, but um, but for me, um, I was in the U S from 12 years old. So like I started seventh grade in the U S I finished my whole education in the U S and then since my visa was tied to working with that company, leaving that company, um, also meant that I had to leave the U S or like, you know, I would have to find a different visa. And so it, I, you know, it was a pretty big change um, in my life because I had like, I basically felt like the U.S. was my home um, for 10 years, 11 years at the time. And so like having to leave that and then, you know, go into this whole world of like being a freelancer and stuff. Um, it was a pretty big change. That is so inspiring. That is. And one other thing you said was risk is freedom. And it truly, truly is. You know, um, you were willing to take that risk. And now, like, I'm sure you're in a place where you do feel like you are, you have more freedom. Yeah, like, and so like, currently, um, 
like my mom, I can tell like her mindset has shifted a lot where now she's a lot more comfortable with the IT, with the idea of retiring. Cause like, you know, to her credit, like she, um, she put a lot into making sure that my brother and I would have like a good education. Like she sold her own house and like moved in with my aunt. And then like, you know, like she basically had nothing to her name, like no retirement funds or anything like that. And so, um, and so she really gave everything um, for my brother and mine, uh, my education. And so like now that, you know, I have months where I like, I'm getting more consistent about like my, my monthly earnings from, uh, from copywriting is more than what she makes in her full-time job. And so like it, it finally, it got to that point, which was good. Um, but like, I think that made for the mindset shift. And then, you know, with everything that's happened in COVID too, people realize like, um, like a stable job, it's, it's really not as stable as people think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, and so that might be the riskiest thing too. Like, so, you know, entrepreneurs talk a lot about like different income streams and like, that's, that's awesome. Like that's a different topic altogether. Uh, but even with like the understanding that nothing in this world now is like, it's nothing truly is completely risk-free anymore. Like, um, and like that goes for freelancing, that goes for full-time jobs. Like the only, cause I had this conversation with somebody uh, probably like last month where it's not like, it's not, um, how do I put this? Like, so the only reason that people think full-time jobs are as stable and like risk-free as they are is because the company is taking on that risk. Now the problem is like that risk still exists. And so, um, and so if there's too much risk, if there's too much, um, like let's say turmoil, um, in the world, like a pandemic or something, then yeah, that risk is definitely going to trickle down and you are going to feel that risk, whether you are in a stable full-time job or not. And so like, um, and so that realization kind of made me realize like, okay, freelancing and like being an entrepreneur, it's not actually as risky as people think it is. Um, It's just that a lot of people, a lot of people start without really like either they don't work hard or they don't work smart or there is something that is blocking them from reaching their goals. Um, And that's really where uh, the numbers kind of reflect that where like, oh, like uh, something like 95% or whatever of startups fail. Yeah, like, of course they'll fail. Like if you, you know, if you like dive deep into something you don't know what to do, like chances are like you're gonna, like, you know, it's it's not gonna happen that way. Um, so, so I think like people look at those numbers and then they're like, oh man, like this is really risky, you know? But at the same time, like somebody challenged that level of thinking in me i was listening to a podcast and they were like look do you really think it's going to be a five percent success rate if you like work as hard as you can you know and in my head i was like that's a really good point like you know if i work harder than anybody else that i can think of my success rate is not going to be down at five percent like it's not going to stay down there it just can't and so that's kind of how i approach that um mindset bit 
Yes, I love that. And freelancing is definitely not as risky as a lot of people do think. It's because, you know, now the responsibility is kind of on you rather than your boss. But mm -hmm. that in itself is a form of freedom. You know, that is a form of freedom that you have to just fully kind of, I don't know, like you have to fully kind of embrace that and be open to, be open to it and welcoming welcoming the change, the embrace, which mm -hmm. I think was really, really interesting that you brought that up. So yay, I'm so glad to hear that. So some like final things that I kind of want to hear from you. Um, you know, if someone is looking to transition into copywriting, but they are still, you know, just getting started, do you have any advice for them and something that you would kind of recommend that they do? Mm. Okay. So, um, so my first thoughts for that would be um, be very aware that it's it's not just learning copywriting. Like you'd be surprised how quickly you can pick up copywriting if you like completely immerse yourself into it. But um, but so there's the copywriting part of it, and then there's the freelancing part of it, which is a skill in itself. Like it's it's not easy running a business, um, and so being aware that. Um, that you have to pick up more than a few skills at once, but that is also part of being a freelancer or an entrepreneur. Um, so being aware of that, being, I don't think I paid enough attention at the beginning to like, oh, here's how you run a business, you know, where like for me it was just, oh yeah, if I get good enough at writing, like people are gonna pay me. Like, yes and no, right? Like there's, there's gonna be, um, there's gonna be some times where like, you've gotta figure out how to like, let's say raise your rates or, um, pick out the projects that you do like or figure out how to market yourself. Um, those things are tricky. Um, and so, and so having those realizations, um, it's pretty big. And let's see, starting out, um, people who are on the fence about taking that leap of faith or that dive, I would say, um, for them, um, they would, I would highly recommend that. So if, if you're listening, um, I would recommend for you to think about like, what's your vision? Um, what do you really want out of life? And do you feel that you're getting it right now? Or do you feel that you're progressing towards it right now? And for most people, unfortunately, the answer is no. Um, so then logically, the next question is, all right, what do you do next? And so for, for some people, that's um, branching off on your own for copywriting, for freelance copywriting in this context to be, okay, is this my vehicle? Or like, if I do enjoy writing, that's fantastic. If I want to use it as a vehicle um, where like now I've got this really valuable skill um, for the future, or it's now I've got a bit of income I can use that's like really flexible for me to chase other dreams, like that's a completely acceptable thing to do as well. Um, and so if that's something that like inspires you or that's something that gets you excited, like the idea that you, you have all these dreams that you can pursue um, and all it takes is a little bit of risk, then, um, then you know you have to ask yourself certain questions and one example of these questions is um, something that i write in my journal 
um, every morning. I forget who I got this from. So unfortunately, I don't know who to attribute it to. But the question is, like, what would your bravest self do? What would your best self do? Like, that takes the fear out of it, right? Because, like, if I'm not scared of anything in this world... Writing that down, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, if I'm not scared of anything in this world, like, what actions would I be taking? And, you know, like, take fear out of the equation for a second, even if it's just a thought exercise, what would you be doing? And is it the same as what you're doing right now? It's probably not. And so, you know, from there, that's when you realize there's work to do, or that's when you should ultimately take that leap of faith. Yes, I love that. And I was literally, as you were talking, writing down the question, because that is so true. And I'm literally like, that's why I'm kind of improving freelance writing freedom as well is because I want to add more things because it's, it is about more than just learning the skill of copywriting. There is, you know, already in the course, I do cover more things like how to actually view it from a business owner perspective, mm -hmm. instead of just thinking that it's just a skill that you need to learn and then you'll get clients. But it's like, no, do you know how to actually sell to those clients? Do you know the mindset that goes into it? You know, holding yourself accountable. So yeah, I'm just, I'm so glad that, you got a chance to go through the course and um, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts before we kind of finish here? Yeah. And on that quick note of like understanding what, um, what businesses want, like one of my biggest wins recently in COVID was um, so like, you know, with all the knowledge I've ended up having with like numbers and stuff, just from like accounting and finance. So I ran the numbers um, of like how their website was converting um, and, you know, I figured this out because I worked on a startup for a little bit. So, like, I kind of understand how analytics work. Um, and so what I, I figured was because their website was outdated, um, like, I made a few estimates here and there. But what I found was over the course of three years, they had this opportunity that if they updated their website, if they put a proper landing page on their website, that their conversion rates would go up by like a total of like it would result in additional revenue of something like a hundred like and like a hundred and five thousand british pounds or something like that so like the work you do as a copywriter is really valuable so i put that in my proposal and then when i did put that in my proposal i got um like there was no pushback whatsoever about charging $5,000 um, for a website copy project. That was probably like my biggest win so far. And so like, you know, I, you know, I didn't invoice the whole thing in the beginning. It was just like, like um, I think 25% upfront deposit. And so he paid that within two hours of me sending the invoice. That's probably the fastest a client's ever paid me an invoice. So like he was really excited at the idea of, you know, making that much money. But at the same time, like you, as a freelancer, you know, that's a big win too. Cause now like, now you've got a client that's really excited to pay you a lot more money than, you know, you had expected in the beginning. So like understanding it from the business side really, really helps. Yay. I'm so glad to hear that. You know, you are killing it, Che. And I'm so excited to just keep following your journey and keep, 
um, you know, so glad to have you as a friend as well. And just all the conversations that we have are always so incredible, so inspiring. So we definitely have to do more of these um, just so that we can definitely. share our experiences with others. So yeah, mm-hmm. this was really fun. And I'm so glad that you came on today. Oh, I do have one more question though. Yes. So, um, so like the updates in your course, because yes. um, I still have the course and I want to know what you're going to add to it. Uh, what exactly do you, are you, do you have in mind? So I'm actually thinking of, because I love, you know, the whole side of packaging your knowledge and selling mm. it as a course instead of you doing it, the done for you services. So for me, it's like, um, I've done this with some of my clients where I would package up how to actually write web copy, for example, and just make it into a video series and sell it to them for like $40. Ah, But if I have clients who would want that for me, um, I would do that on a regular basis and that can add up on its own. And that Mm. is like truly passive income because, you know, of course you have to do the work up front. But that's something that I want to add in there and just how to use sales funnels, which I'm so excited to bring that as well, because, you know, sales funnels, that is a whole skill on its own and just building your email list um, and just how to actually build a community around you as a copywriter and kind of expanding that skill even further. Mm. That's awesome. Super exciting. That's exciting. Yes. Yes, and I don't have the exact like relaunch date when I'm going to be kind of rebranding it and opening it up again, but sometime end of September, hopefully. So, so super early, not too far. I was expecting a little bit later for some reason. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I just, something about <laughs> it, like I get this fire and I know I can just deliver it in a quicker mm-hmm. pace, and that's what I want to do. Like, I really want to get it out there. Um, Cause I do want to add these things because they're so crucial. Like even for me, it's, it's a whole journey. You know, I don't want to just put out something once. I want to be constantly improving it as I learn new things. And I, as I realize that, um, there's levels to this, like you said, there's levels to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think we'll just end it off here. Um, thank you again, Che. This was so much fun and I'm so excited that you were on here.